This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. When I moved to L.A., I listened to that song over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Every time I was driving to an audition, that song was just playing in, in, in loop over and over and over. And it just got me kind of in that place mentally that I needed to be. It didn't stop me from being scared out of my mind when I walked in the door when I first got here, but it helped. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives with your hosts, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. <laughs> we are on the edge of our seats in Maggie's bedroom for another episode of Y-Tune Shuffle. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host, with my co-host David Earl Waterman, affectionately known as Hollywood's secret weapon. Secret weapon music. And with us today, our very special guest, Chris Cope. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. You... I don't know if you go by three names. Like seven. Well, the yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, the, your given name—you go by your three given names. Well, Earl is a nickname. Oh, really? Yeah, Earl is a name that I got because I was living with a guy named David Cross, and we would get calls from casting directors, and they said, "David, we got an audition," and I go to his, he go to mine, or we both go to the wrong one. And I did this character named Earl, and uh, people just started calling me Earl. It was a sketch comedy character. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's so, stuck. So yes. it has begun. We call him Hollywood's secret weapon because he just name drops some of the most outrageous names in Hollywood. And he's like. I know she just casually dropped the David Cross right there. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That was intentional. Okay. That yeah, was, was totally intentional. intentional. He looks like he's about to go live in a mountain somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that beard and that bald head is. I mean, he just looks like he's like, I'm going to go write a manifesto. <laughs> Start mailing stuff to people. Not, not, not far off the mark. We'll have to find yeah. out. I think I, lo- I love him though, man. I used to love listening to him as a kid. Yeah. I still love him as an adult. Mm-hmm. I knew him as a kid back in the 1900s. How old are you? <laughs> 33. What's that in Hollywood years? So Chris is a really busy guy. 900. You are a nationally touring comedian. You're about to leave on a tour for how long did you say? Six weeks. Oh, that's a long time. Are you? Do you have like places to stay? Is this one of those like? Sometimes you're not sure if you have a place to stay or like, because no. when I go on the road, it's like, oh, I'm going to sleep in the front seat of my car at the road, the road stop today. No, uh, the first week, honestly, I don't have, because a lot of times comedy condos, the clubs will give you a condo oh, yeah. to stay in. And it's like, well, the next comedians aren't coming till Wednesday. I can stay from Monday and Tuesday. Oh, great. And then, and then usually my next set of gigs pick up and I also have a college agent who Basically, I give them my my down night. So if I'm only doing a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at a club, mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday wide open. Why don't you see if you can find me something? Yeah. And usually, you know, uh, I'm a cheaper cheaper act. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, he'll reach out and go, oh, he'll come here for this much. You don't got to pay for a flight. He's already on the side of the country. Got you it. just got to lodge him, feed him, and pay him this to perform. Yeah. And those are great because sometimes... You make even the college considers it a, a cheaper night. It's like, well, I'm making tonight. I'm making it tonight what I would have made the next three nights. Right. So it's always just nice to double up your money. And you do private shows, bar shows. Do you like to work that much seven I, days a week if you could? I mean, yeah. I, it's performing. It's not. And a lot of times I sit down, so it's not even like I'm really trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exerting any physical effort. And there's sometimes I don't even want to do material, and I'll just make stuff up. Uh huh. So it's. I'm giving, I'm just, I'm like, oh, I'm bare minimuming, but I'm, you know, I'm doing well. Yeah. You know, and I'm just having fun. I would love to do, I would love to do two shows a night, seven days a week. And then, but then I would take a time, I would take a month or two off and then I'd be back to, to do it again. What would you do in that month or two? 
muckweed and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Go for a walk here and there. Yeah. Well, because then after that, after the six weeks of your amazingly long tour, you are filming a movie. Damn. Can you talk about that? I think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Fat Chance. And I play a. Actually, I don't know if I'm talking about the plot, so I'll just say it's called Fat Chance. Okay. Just in case I don't. That way, I don't it's, in, like, it's in pre-production. It is pre-production. Yes. Cool. I'm excited though because it's the first time. It's the longest time I'm gonna be on. I've been. On a, I'm gonna be on a movie. Okay. Everything I've done has been like TV shows and stuff. No, TV shows and or uh, like just when I've I've done four feature films. They're small. Okay. And at most, I was on for like four days. This is like two and a half weeks. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I know, because even if I have like a day off of shooting, I still get paid. Per diem too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a nice little, it's a good paycheck. I'm very happy with that. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Congratulations. Thank you. But I don't think a lot of people really fully understand, like, you know, until you get up to a point where you're like, you know, working all the time, then that's the, the the bigger money. But like these gigs, I mean, you make a good chunk of change, but you got to make it last for a little while. Too. Oh, for sure. And I mean, being a stand-up and an actor, I'm able to just balance as much as I can. And that's also why I do the part-time uh, babysitting. Yeah. Which is funny because people go, how are you in charge of a child? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, I've been doing it for two and a half years. The mother, I'm one of the only employees that stays on. And she I, brings people in. They're either not professional, not, and not in any kind of bad way. They're just like, they'll cancel. We, we, this is something that that Chris and I have in common. Do yeah. Wanna, do you want to break it down, like what you do? Uh, I mean, it's just a lot of times just spending time with him. He's autistic, so there's not much. I'm not going to teach him anything. How did you get the job? You did the paper? Uh, no, I met through a mutual friend who's no longer a friend of either one of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I went over to a uh, barbecue for the Fourth of July that the mother was throwing, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, you have an autistic child." I worked with uh, my mom. Uh, at a facility, she worked oh. at a facility, and I've I've just kind of had that experience of being yeah. around them, and just it's patience. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's ninety nine point nine nine percent of it is just yeah. be patient with them, and and don't let them die. Don't yeah. let them drink. <laughs> no, because like, you make it sound so easy. It, well, it's it, it, you say babysitter, but you're a companion. You're a compassionate yeah. person. We I play. Mean, we watch movies. Like I do. We're having fun. I chat with him. You know, it's like because I'm. He's twelve. He's starting to come of age, and yeah, you know, there's things his mother don't necessarily feel comfortable. With, or at least she says it, and I'm like, when she leaves, I'm like, hey, bud, listen, this is what's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen, and then you just gotta deal with it. Okay, you gotta go to the room. Just go to your room. Yeah, do it all in your room. <laughs> you know, that's what you just because I mean. It's taking me a second to process what you just said. Coming of age, go to your room. Okay, got it. Yeah, you know a lot of you know. It's just like these things are gonna are gonna happen. You gotta nip him in the buds that way. Uh-huh. He's not in the middle of Vons. Uh huh. You know. That's yeah. So caregiving, man. I mean, that's it's what exactly what do. it is. And I've done it for thirty years. It's every fun. It's off. rewarding. I mean, like yeah. it yeah. takes me like an hour after dealing with uh, being around him to come down from having a screaming child. Sometimes he's he's so sweet when we get along, and then sometimes he has his. Mm-hmm. Or he's stemming, or he's just, and he also has OCD, so there's things like- Perseverating. Yeah, he just does not, and he just, you know, he's upset, and there's nothing anyone can do. Mm-hmm. Not to eat up a lot of time, and this is another secret weapon thing, because not only am I very well connected in Hollywood to no avail to my career, Bankbook, <laughs> but I'm also very well connected in the uh, social service system throughout the United States, okay? My first gig was a live-in counselor at a at a group home for adult autistic men, Right. And I got the job, lickety split. They said, your apartment's upstairs, move in, we'll, we'll orientate you tomorrow, you know, just get settled in. So I'm like in a new place, it's full, It's like five autistic men, right? It's in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. 
And I wake up in the morning on my futon, you know, my stuff isn't even unpacked, and I hear the very slight sound of da 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 Batman. I'm like, is that the Batman theme? Because this is before like cable blew up and all yeah. these extra channels and, and retro TV and everything. And I hadn't heard the Batman TV show theme in ages. Da, 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 da. So I go from the third floor, which is where my apartment is, down to the second floor, which is where all the residents are sleeping, down to the first floor. And on the first floor, there's this an adult autistic man doing this incredible version of the funky chicken in front of a turntable. Oh my gosh. Listening to da 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 Batman. I had that job for two years. And that was my rooster. Every morning, I would wake up to the Batman oh thing. Gosh, Swear wow. to goodness, it's crazy the amount of energy this kid has. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, oh, you didn't go to sleep last night. It's like, what? Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. It's it's great. The uh, spectrum autism spectrum. I'll tell you uh, his. Uh, yeah, it's it's a. I'll tell you, it's a really really. It's rewarding sometimes, like because I don't necessarily need the money anymore. It's nice, but it's I love the little guy. Yeah, he's mm. fun. You know? You've been doing it for two years. Yeah, I don't exactly have a reason to say, okay, I'm officially done now. I, I have nothing. My schedule can't accommodate this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, until that like day. You guys have a kind of a bond, too. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Like, like, you know, cousins or some shit. Oops. <laughs> I said the S word. What about some Beep. songs? Should we do that? I would love to listen to music right now. Song number one. <laughs> I don't know any of these songs oh, coming up. Okay. No, I mean I didn't that's know your picks. Funny. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I was like, that's a weird reaction. Because it's a surprise. It's a beautiful day. Sun beat down. I had the radio on. I was driving. <laughs> Trees went back. Me and Dell were singing. A little runaway. I was flying. Still feels so fresh. <laughs> Talk about it, Tom Petty. What? Yeah, man. So I this mean, made your your fave five. Yeah, I probably listen to this song I don't know, ten times a week. You do? Yeah, I mean it's. I only have uh, I got my iPhone over the holiday uh-huh. or last Christmas, and I only have like seventy songs that I've purchased. God, I spent that much money because <laughs> <laughs> all my other music was taken. Oh, uh, oh, I know. Sorry. But it was the it was the early two thousands. We were all doing it. Oh, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody downloaded. But uh, no, this song is amazing. I'm from Gainesville, Florida. Oh, you're from okay. Gainesville. I'm from Gainesville. Go Gators. From, yeah, man. Uh, I gotta check the score in a minute. Mm. They're tied. They were doing well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just, this song's one. It's very. I mean, it makes a great comparison in my life. Also, Tom Petty just got in his car and drove from Gainesville to L.A. Yeah. So, like, when I watched his documentary, I was like, I got a lot more in common with this guy than just I like his music. Like, you know, we're from the same town, and just, we both kind of, he has an attitude of just, like, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to make this my life, and I'm going to make this what I want to do. Can you feel Tom Petty in Gainesville? Like, when you go home, does it kind of... Not really, because Gainesville's such a transient town due to the college. Okay. Every four to six years, that town, re, like, re resets its population, and people still move on, so... yeah. You know, it's nice to go back and do shows, and it's nice. I like I uh, got to see him at the uh, the Odome, the O'Connell Center, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just it's just an amazing song. Running down a dream, yeah. 
how how old were you when you came out to LA? Twenty nine. Okay. I'm thirty three now. Okay. That's how old I was when I came out. Thirty three. You ever get told you look like Aaron Sorkin? Uh, no, Jason Bateman. A lot. What? Yeah, huh? I'm a very chameleon guy today. Are they... there blind people at the home you help out at? No, no, no. People are like definitely <laughs> Dude, people say Jason. Bateman. Google Aaron Sorkin, please. When you get a moment, oh, there there'll be minutes I look like Jason Bateman. What's a what's a Got Gainesville? Good hair, though. Thanks. What's a Gainesville townie? They live in Alachua. <laughs> what's that? What is it? It's a city right outside of Gainesville. Like, all the, like it's more redneck too. Uh, Got a great barbecue place, Rockies. That's where you come. You, that's where you grew up. I know. I grew up in Keystone Heights, which is like so. Here's Gainesville. Here's my fist. Uh, north of Gainesville's Alachua, east of Gainesville's Keystone, where I grew up, Keystone Heights, Florida. Okay. So Gainesville, just what we say, just that way. Who who was in the house when you grew up? What do you mean? Mom, you, dad, oh, brothers, my, sisters. Uh, parents divorced when I was ten. Moved to Keystone. My grandparents lived, and then it was me, my brother. Sorry, my mother, my brother, my sister, and I. Are you in the middle? I'm the oldest. Me too. Running down a dream. Mm-hmm. My brother's a realtor. My sister, I'm not too sure what she does. She has a job in life. Oh, Walmart. She works at Walmart. That's right. <laughs> it, back there in Gainesville. That's I hope it. she's not going to listen to this. So I'm going to steer her away from this episode. Sorry, guys. So you're saying that she, you guys are close. Oh, uh, no. We're super tight. I just don't know what she does for a living. It's not my business. <laughs> really? I don't get up and go to her job. No, I'm kidding. I knew. It just took me a second. That's all right. I smoked on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys get out and do it after your jobs. But. Who was your best buddy growing up in Gainesville? Or a best buddy? <sighs> My buddy Drew. Drew? We moved in together. Uh, I guess college apartment complexes, they like to, they'll do random roommate assignment. Uh-huh. So like you you're like you go and sign a lease. It's like, cool, you're going to be in an apartment one with, there's four different individual bedrooms. Like I had a lock on my bedroom door. Yeah. It oh, was, yeah, I know was, that. Yeah, you've heard of those like independent leases or whatever. Yep. And uh, I... <laughs> I was living with two dudes that were terrible, so I wanted to move, and then go, oh, can you please, like, can I was like, can you at least give me a list of options of people I can go meet before I move in? Mm-hmm. And I remember I knocked at his door, and we started chatting, I was like, I'm, I'm maybe moving in, I explained my situation, and I saw the bong, and was like, oh, I smoke too, and that was pretty much the start of our friendship. Is that how you met Drew, is in one of those college things? Yeah, I, oh. actually, I've made some of my good, some of my longest best friends, except for a couple guys in comedy. You uh, bonged it. You guys bonded, oh. totally. Wow, wow. Running Whoa. down a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Running down a joke. <laughs> Never going to tell it again. Oh. What did you study? Did you finish? Uh, no, I did not. And I studied sociology. Me too. Yeah, I like people. I'm good at reading people. It's something. Years of, because uh, I pay attention to the crowd as much as I think they're paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to. Yeah. I like guessing stuff too. How like, long have you been doing stand-up? 13 years. Oh my gosh. Do you know Katrina Davis? Yes. She's, she's from, from Florida. Yeah. Gainesville. She's from Gainesville. Yeah. Yeah. She was a guest on the show also. Oh, nice. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. I miss you. Did you meet her out here? Did you meet her? Yes, I did. We had Gainesville in common, so now you become like instant friends because yeah. like, you were here. You've eaten at these restaurants. You, you get <laughs> my life. away from that guy too. Yeah. That guy was crazy. <laughs> it's the same way with like Illinois comics too. It's like, oh, I didn't know you there, but I know you now. Yeah. We're like the best. We family. Ain't nobody going to mess with you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What was it that made you decide to come to L.A.? I thought it was time. Maybe in hindsight, I thought I'd, I'd probably going to move out here three or four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was under a different uh, I, thought process that I think doesn't exist today. Maybe it does. I don't know. I thought you. Uh, I thought you know you were you were close to headlining for everybody you worked with. Then it's kind of time to move to LA mm-hmm. because you can take advantage of opportunity. Okay. Because if you get on TV when you have twenty five minutes of material, max. Mm-hmm. Well. 
the reason why you get on TV is to headline clubs and theaters and bigger venues and have people pay to see you. Yeah. To generate money as a comedian on your own through yeah. your fan base. That's that to me is what every stand up show I think should strive for because mm-hmm. you have leverage in your own career and you're making jokes for a living. Uh, I think if you get on TV and you have 25 minutes, clubs aren't going to book you. Mm-hmm. They're going to go, oh, well, you can you feature first? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, no, I have a TV credit. I want a headline. Oh, well, you can't do the job because the guy who travels for a living who's featuring is probably going to bury you because mm-hmm. he does a half hour every night and he's supposed to kill. Yeah. It, otherwise, he won't have a job next time. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think I'm happy I moved out here in nine years, you know, but I also sometimes after being here four and learning how the business is in some ways. I wish I would have been here a little sooner. But you're still so young. You say that. 30, I mean, that's young. I went to a therapist today, and she said two things to me. She's like, you're very young, but I'm older than you. She's like, you're very young, and I don't need the therapist. So today was a win. Nice. You're on your <laughs> eyebrows that something? Look, and your eyebrows look amazing. Oh, really? Thank you. There is something to say about a woman and their eyebrows. That is the telltale sign of any woman. If her eyebrows are chaotic, every. I've heard that about like a woman's toenails. Like, no, it's the eyebrows. Don't judge a pure person's foot. There's so many things that can happen in your body that reflect your feet. Your eyebrows are straight up your ratchet self, okay? <laughs> it's a sign on your front porch that says, stay away, four kids. Oh. Song number two. Guess his age in about 40 seconds, Okay. Don't look. Just listen and guess. Okay. It was a cold and cruel evening sneaking up on Speedy Creek. So 40 seconds. Found myself asleep He's 27 years old. He's 21. Jesus. Wow. Mary and Joseph. Reasons I too proud to repeat. It's <laughs> my jam. And I will say I had no Who is this? Coulter Wall. Where'd you hear it for the first time? It was a rustle. Movie called Hell or High Water with Chris Pine and oh, something. Uh-huh. Another dude. Ben Forrester. <coughs> ben Foster, excuse me. And uh, I heard Sleeping on the Blacktop. And I'm really, I'm when I hear something in a movie or a TV show and it catches my ear, we have phones that I can literally look up IMDb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can look up the score. I can, you know. Yeah, buy the song right So now. I had the song before the end of the movie. I bought the album. Of course. Because I reviewed it. You know, I looked at iTunes. You can listen to half of the tracks and get like a minute or two of each. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I mean, he's from Saskatchewan and he's 21. I saw him <clears throat> last Thursday. Where was it? The Hotel Cafe on Columbia. Oh, I love that place. Yeah, John, it's funny because John Mayer was headlining the show and I didn't stay. I was like, I'm good. I, s- I saw what I wanted to yeah. see. Wow. Oh, Daddy saw the talent. Oh. Um, I ended up giving it, uh, it was funny because uh, I ha- the tickets were sold out because of Mayer. Of course. So his dad follows me on Twitter. John Mayer's dad? No. Uh, Coulter's? Coulter's. Okay. His dad is the premier of Saskatchewan. He's the mayor? Premier. Pre- oh, the premier. Yeah, so there's no, 11 provinces in Canada. There's 11 premiers. That's like He's the equivalent of like four of our governors to, to give you an idea of like, you know, based power. on. Yeah. And he started following me because I started following Coulter. And he's like, oh, I love, you know, you're a funny guy, blah, blah, blah. So I messaged him and go, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake and did not get my tickets in time. Oops, a daisy. Could you, could you pull a string or two, governor? And uh, he gave me the, his, his tour manager's uh, text or phone call. And I called her and she's like, yeah, I got your ticket. Don't worry. And I brought him a nice edible. He was very happy. Oh, that's 
Because she was like, oh, uh, get him some cigarettes. And I refused to buy any human cigarettes. Oh, okay. Why? I, I, my skewed morality won't let me. Okay. I'll give you all the drugs in the world. Just not cigarettes. Because he went marble reds. Like, man, you're 21. Ugh, but Smoking how do you think that red. voice, though? That voice came from God himself. Because <laughs> just his finger came down and was like, you're going to sound like everybody. You're amazing. Uh. You're not going to sound like everybody. Sorry. Uh, yeah. In fact, this is a great song that's coming. But a float up next on YouTube. Sketch 1881. Jeez. I, I mean, that's incredible. I, he I'm, writes all his own songs. He's 21, 22. He, uh, he's put out two albums, and they're great. Mm-hmm. Like some of the songs, did you like, get to like finally meet him at the show? Yeah, no, I, I bought a drink, gave him the edible, chatted for 10, 15 oh. minutes. Uh, I brought him. So you're now like Hollywood besties. Yeah, you are. His tour manager and I got along better. I think uh, he was. Uh, he, I think he was more getting ready for the show. Yeah, and I didn't play. You know, I don't blame him at all for that because I I know it's like to be before a show. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to go do something important. Yeah. Um, and it's Hollywood for him, so I know it, you know it always means something. Yeah. When you come to the city and perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he was great. Yeah, I got really drunk. Gene Simmons was there. Really? Yeah, I got a picture. If you don't, he was not happy with that flash. <laughs> oh. Said, oh, was, yeah, such a sour puss. And he was such a nice, nice guy. But then like, he, he walked photo. in and he's like, uh, he walks up and he looks at me like I don't know why I look official. But this happens. If I'm in a bar, someone walks up and asks me a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why I got to help me sign, or it's my face. Like I won't punch you. Yeah. But he walked like, can you help me find my seat? Oh. Just and I was like. I know exactly because I, I got there before, I was inside before a lot of people were, because uh-huh. it was just cooler, mm-hmm. air conditioning was, yeah. and I saw G, <laughs> G. Simmons, um because I sat down and I was like, oh, these are reserved. I didn't realize that I sat down, and I saw clearly G. Simmons, so when he said, can you know if I may see it, I'm like, I know exactly where it's at. Oh my God. Right, so I walked him right to it, and it's funny because I tapped these two people on the back, and I was like, these are Gene Simmons seats. <laughs> and they were like... <gasps> Okay, we're sorry. Oopsies. And they hop right up, and him and his wife sat down, Machine and Tweed. So, Aww. yeah, he came by the bar, and he's like, "Thank you very much." You know, as he was leaving, he was talking to Coulter's tour manager lady, and I was like, "Oh, can I get a picture real quick?" And he dips off to the side, and yeah, the the flash on that thing on my phone turned into a floodlight. Oh yeah, he was not. I, I didn't want to post on Instagram because I was like, he might not like that. It, yeah. it was not a becoming. It was oh, like, no. <laughs> but he was super nice. People say he's kind of a jerk. Eh. You know what? When you deal with people for a living, like you can't expect every interaction to be just glowingly amazing. Because hmm. what humans not we're not you're crazy if you're always happy. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if people want to talk to me after a show or before, it depends on my mood. Sometimes, yeah, I'm pretty. You know, because sometimes oh, as a comic, you, they want to crack jokes with you. And I'm like, no, you don't do this for a living. Mm. It's yeah. like literally, if I walked up to Gene, was like, you want to hear me pick some chords? <laughs> He'd smash the guitar over my head. Right. You know. I think it's all in how you deal with them too. If they, I mean, there's a way to say. Oh, for like, sure. If people are nice, but a lot of times, yeah, I just give them, you just give them the, the polite brush off. Like, hey, that's why the green room exists. Exactly. You know, exactly. if you don't want to be out and about, don't. Just go exactly. to your. And if you're at a place where there's no green room, get a better career. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. If I just sorry, him. everyone working in customer service. <laughs> I, I take care of a kid, man. I'm I'm not I'm nobody. <laughs> when, when when did you start? Started getting an idea that that uh, your sense of humor was uh, a little bit higher up on the on the scale than most people's. Were you a class clown? No, I got biggest flirt. My my, my, agenda, <laughs> my agenda was directed another dire- uh, another area. I I got yelled at by one of my teachers. He's like, "Are you going to hit on every single woman in class?" I was like, <gasps> "Yeah." Whoa! Because I had no other option. Like, what are you going to do? I'm 
I'm a chubby, Take the odds, chubby yeah. 16-year-old, man. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to use, yeah, odds. I've been a math person my whole life. I play the odds on everything. Are you? Nice. Oh, yeah, you were talking about playing poker last night. Yeah. Oh, you're a poker player. I enjoy it. It's fun. My I friend, love it. My friends got together and we played a game, and I uh, I was clearly the chip leader <laughs> uh, by like 11.45, uh-huh. and we were all just like, all right, there's three of us left. <laughs> What if I was like, and one of them's like, I'm like, and I'm, I'm going to crush you in two hands because he was, I was like, I'll blind you to death. Uh-huh. I could easily blind you yeah, yeah, to yeah. death. So I was like, I'll give you your buy-in back, and you and I can split the the pot. Mm. And, and the other guy was like, Yeah, I got kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, nice. And we took our, yeah, it was like a hundred uh, hundred dollars each. Oh, okay. And that's, I, but that, that's after I paid for my pizza and my gas money. So that's, right. that's, right. that's a clean right. Franklin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you were a flirt in high school, and yeah. uh, when, when did the the, the 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 comedy come in? How did you like? I remember how I stumbled into like the next, like I was class clown. I was the guy in the break room at work class clown, and I remember how it happened. I went to a, a show, and I I talked to the comics afterwards. I've always been listening to stand up. I mean, my, the first uh, cassette I bought was Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, nice. wow. Seventh grade FBLA trip to Orlando. Nice. We went to the mall. <laughs> and my poor self, I'd only been to the mall like a few times in my life. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Sam Goody. I'm going to get a cassette. <laughs> Sam Goody. And I bought comedy. And the whole way home, I listened to it. <laughs> like Eminem riding the bus, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, I've always wanted to do it. And then when I turned 18 and graduated high school, I had the freedom of myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started uh, clearly, I started right after I turned 19. Mm-hmm. And then. About 20 and a half, I did my first professional show. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, growing up, when you're starting growing up as a comic and you're not starting in L.A., there's a ton of stage time. I had a yeah. lot of stage time. That's what I think really helped me be so comfortable on stage was I've just been up there. T- I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you take someone that lives in L.A., even if you do, let's say you do five shows in a week, mm-hmm. eight minutes, ten minutes. Let's get be generous. That's 50 minutes. Right. I was doing 15, 10 to 15, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow. And then going to Orlando for 10 minutes on Wednesday. And then when I started featuring, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And it, was, it wasn't this 20 minutes now that features got to do. It's 30. It was a full oh, half hour. Man. Yeah. You know, and it was just, you did it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very good, but you did it. You know, and you just, just little by little, brick by brick, you build your act. Mm-hmm. And you break it down and rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Just, that's all you're doing is just constantly rebuilding it. It's interesting when you say it that way. Like, I was doing 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 8 minutes here. When they say it takes 10,000 hours to become a professional. Yeah, because when comics go, I've been doing it for five years. I go, but where have you been doing it for five years? Exactly. What I mean, don't tell me how many years you've been doing it. Tell me how many minutes you've been on stage. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I could calculate that anymore. Because, like, okay, I've done, let's just say, roughly 5,000 sets. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five of 2,500 of them, uh, or shoot, shoot 4,000 of them. Were professional. Say it took a thousand sets to get me to be a professional. Yeah, and from three, uh, four thousand on, that's thirty minutes each. Before I, you know, or of that four, half is featuring. So that's a half hour. Like, mm-hmm. do the math on the minutes. I've spent forty thousand minutes on stage. Yeah, that's going to make you comfortable. It's going to make you figure out who you are up there. Mm-hmm. I'm calm. I can sit there and they can boo me at this point. I'm just like, you, you don't scare me. You're just people sitting in chairs. Mm-hmm. I have the ultimate power. I, already, I have height. I have volume. Yeah, yeah. you've. Re- I got that check in my pocket. I told crowds, I'm like, you guys literally have no power over me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I still want to entertain them. I guess that is the power of I have to do well. I want to do well. Mm-hmm. I need to do well. Yeah. But it's. I think that comes from within, not from the audience. No. I, yeah. I, th- I think that's where the, f- the, the true essence of really being funny is. I'm going to do this for me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I write the way I want to write. I talk the way I want to talk. Right. I will do what I want when I want to do it. Amy Poehler said that same thing. I thought that was brilliant. Oprah's got a great quote. Do whatever you have to until you can get to where you can do what you want. Mm-hmm. God, I love that woman. Uh-huh. Oprah, if you hear this, I just want to have lunch with you. <laughs> but like, I like a Burger King. <laughs> You take because you got you know cooks. She'd say yes. Yeah, because she's probably got some like four chefs that make uh, her. I'm like, nah, girl, we're gonna get a Parmesan chicken sandwich. I hope me her, and you. I hope her counter would be like, nah, can we go to Del Taco? Oh, I mean, I went to the first Del Taco. I went to Vegas one time. I was like, oh, I'll go to the first Del Taco. <laughs> Boy, it wasn't special. <laughs> <laughs> it was in like Baker's. No, it was in a, a Barstow. Uh-huh. Bar- yeah. The first ever Del like, Taco. Yeah, and I was oh, like, oh, dear. this is gonna be cool, you know? Yeah. And I'm like. This woman came in with no teeth, clearly a meth addict, was like, can I get an application? She gets the application, and then she goes, can I get a glass of water, too? She gets a glass of water, and then goes, I don't need the application, I just wanted the water. And it's like, what? Wow. Why did you take an extra step? That's why you're homeless. You don't know how to... She's not going to get that job. No. (laughs) No. No way. Dream on! Wow. Crazy story. All right. Song number three. Oh, here we go. I love this song. I can't read your lips. I thought it was someone else. It's the band. It's the band. Which is the best name because it's it's yeah. kind of humbling and also yeah. very like, you know who we are. It's so meta. Yeah. <laughs> now you, 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 I mean, you went you went back a little bit in time there. Tom Petty, the, the band, you're going way, way back. Yeah, man. Bob Dylan's, uh, they were Bob Dylan's backup band when he went electric. And they're, I think, first rock and roll band ever on Time Magazine. Mm. You know, I love Levon Helm because there's four Canadians and one dude from Arkansas who could drum and sing his tail off. They all could sing. Mm-hmm. They all could switch instruments. Like, I'm a big fan of the band. They're just amazingly... They're, I put the Beatles ahead of them because the Beatles are just the Beatles. Like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to just argue with that catalog. Mm-hmm. But the band, uh, when the band would come to London, the Beatles would go see them. And I would oh, say, wow. who the best go and see? That's he, you know. Yeah. That, the reason why I picked that song is because... Uh, I would go on stage to it all the time. It was uh, I could find it off YouTube. Really? And I love the part where the horns come in. Yeah. Where it just starts out with the the, the drum and the 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 drums and the uh, the bass, and then it's ba 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 ba. That's a good way to walk on stage. It's mm-hmm. a great intro song. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a cover it's of a Sam like, Cooke song. Yeah. Don't don't, don't break, break my, my heart. heart. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't you do it. it. Don't, don't do you it. Do it. Yeah. It's such an open like you know my biggest mistake was loving you too much and letting you know like uh-huh. what a, oh. Mm, mm, mm. Sam Cooke originally didn't. His was like, please, baby, don't do it. It was very, and that's uh, from Rock of Ages. That's like, that was recorded for an album. Mm-hmm. Like, there are other versions I've heard aren't as, like, this was just, they had a whole brass section. When you watch the video, he had an entire brass section with him. And I mean, just, ugh. When you have 12, 13 people on stage making, going for one song, it's going to be lit, you yeah. know? Now, you, you grew up with your ma, your brother, and your sister. Yes. What kind of music was playing in the house? <sighs> My mom listened to like whatever contemporary country was in the mid Garth Brooks. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like you're, you hate that stuff. I don't mind it because it, it's, it has an astout. 
if I was me back then, I probably wouldn't like it because I'm more I like more like off the beaten path country. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, stuff that isn't just like, all right, we got seven words we have to rotate in every single country song, and you know. <laughs> You know, and not in a fun Drug, way. Mom, beer, dog. Yeah. Girl. And yeah. That, the thing is, and there, and there used to be amazing country songs written about those things. Yeah. But now they've just been commercialized to the point where it's like, sitting on my tailgate in the afternoon. It's like, <laughs> oh, shut up. Blow your vanilla brains out. Like, your life is so meaningless, and all of our lives are meaningless, but yours is just an extra bit. She had the mightiest touch. And uh, the kind of- <laughs> sorry, you know what? My country songs are like, you know, uh, he stopped loving her today by George Jones. You know why he stopped uh, loving her? Because he died. Ah. Uh, How about this one? If the memory, if her memory doesn't kill me, the drinking will. That's, that's country. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. you don't even want to hear the song when you read the title. Go. I'm not getting into that. Uh, that's too much. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, well, this guy Cutler earlier. Uh, Coulter. Coulter. Like Hank Williams was a young man. Yeah. Like, he died at something like 27 years old. It was funny because uh, Coulter did. It was funny. I may have, may have been one of the only. 30 people in the the bar that got the, uh, knew the lyrics. He sang uh, Do Re Mi by Woody Guthrie. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a really, because it's a really fun song. Old song. Because it's about California. Man, the, I mean, it's just good music. Leonard Cohen said there's only two kinds of music, good or bad. Mm-hmm. That's it. What? what how, how did you get influenced by, like, I, I had a buddy Kevin Dunn who turned me on to, you know, the Sex Pistols and the Ramones. And, you know, I want to go on uh, What's His Face's show so bad. Who? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, I oh, can, I can't. Why, come on. How would I not know this? I listen to almost every day. Yeah. Jonesy's, Jonesy's Jukebox. Jonesy's Jukebox. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I can't get enough of that show. Yeah, yeah. Because he's so disinterested. And like, I'm just here. <laughs> just here for the show. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's totally clutch. But, like, what, to get into the band. To get into the band, that. my buddy Mike Spienberg, a comedian uh, from South Carolina, just turned me on to it one day. I was like, here, he's like, you like some of this music? I think you'll like this. What were you doing? Were you guys driving around? Or were you no, like- we're comedians. Uh, we were just doing shows together. After we were just getting getting a little stone in our hotel room. And he's like, oh, have you ever heard these guys? And I'm like, no. But I did because I heard some of their songs, just didn't know it was them. Like, they did The Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, they've got a ton of songs that are just like, wow, those are. The night they drove old Dixie down. Uh, Good God, I want to just want to hear that ride into battle. You know? Yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, it's especially like the version off The Last Waltz. Mm-hmm. In 1978, Scorsese directed like their going away concert film, mm-hmm. and it just had a who's who of anybody. In fact, there's a great scene where uh, Neil Young is just gacked out of his mind, mm-hmm. and there's a you can see there's a like uh, they had to edit out a, the glob of cocaine in his nose. Oh wow! Because he's he's just just jaw out, just glazed eyes. I mean, it's just late 70s, man. It was a fun concert. It was a four hour concert. Mm. Wow! They played with all kinds of people. Bob Dylan showed up, Ringo Starr, Neil Young, Neil Diamond. If they ever had a sense that like they were a big deal, you know what I mean? Or they they enjoyed the like because they didn't chase fame. Mm-hmm. They lived in Woodstock, New York, and they just they, their attitude was like we got more done when we weren't mm-hmm. in the limelight. Yeah, you know, it was just more fun chopping wood and writing music. That's something to think on. I'm Absolutely, thinking, thinking about that a lot. <laughs> oh. Hey man, you all right? Yeah. Okay. My voice sounds weird. Your it's weird when you hear your own voice. Why? It's just I don't know. I get weirded out by myself. What? I do. I weird. I look at myself and sometimes like I have a time watching. I have a hard time watching myself. Like I when you videotape your sets? Yeah, I'll watch maybe a minute and a half, and then I'll have to like audio the rest. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching myself perform. But at this point, you can't hear yourself talk. And oh no, I'm saying like in just this format, like if it, me saying it goes right into my ear. Oh, in your earphones. Yeah, yeah you're hearing the recording of yourself. Right? Yeah. this is like yeah. my favorite time. Of day is when I can listen to myself. <laughs> That's funny. I 
work in radio. <laughs> I, work in I, radio. I just think every LA person just loved this song because if you still live here, the song yeah. wasn't written about here you. Go, here we go, here we go. Song number four. <laughs> I mean, your, your picks are taking me around to places <laughs> in my past. restaurant in Atlanta. It's pretty good. He's leaving. Oh. Golly, man. Hell yeah. Where's it take you? Where's this take you? <laughs> I just love this song because it's, it's it makes sense to my life. Uh, when I was 23, I moved out here for like four days. What? For four days. Yeah, and I moved right back home and I realized it was the dumbest mistake I could have made. What? Bunch of my friends moved out here. I thought I was ready, and I didn't. I, I spent four, less than four days, probably three and a half. What did you do those four days? Where did you stay? A, uh, a friend of mine off Argyle in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, and I was just like, it was just too much for me. And like the city, I never dealt with that kind of size of a city. I was like, what am I going to do for work? I don't have a college education. I only have this much savings. I was like, this is, I mean, I just made a mistake. Uh-huh. And I agree that I, I still agree with that statement. So I got back in the car and drove home. Oh. Yeah, the, the world's longest U-turn. How? Wow. What did your parents say when you got back? Uh, my dad didn't really say too much. He didn't really give. You know, he didn't. He didn't. Either way, my mom, <clears throat> she supports me in whatever I do. So she's like, if you think you need more time to do whatever before going back out there, I agree with you. So she was like, you're definitely going to go back. Yeah. No. I mean, I knew. I mean, you don't understand when you get that kind of sting of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. You're working day and night to go back. Was it embarrassing? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't it be? I had to I mean, ride like, turn around. You, who made you feel that way? Oh, all, my, all, all the comedian friends broke my broke my balls pretty healthily. I mean, why wouldn't you they? Got back. Okay. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they? I would. I would, oh, I would tear someone up too. Right. That's a book, man. I mean, I, I, I believe you me, and I'm sure everybody listening, if they're over the age of 15 or 20, has some kind of uh, you know idea what you're talking about. Because there's there, there's times in our lives when you know we do stuff that is tend to be drastic, but. Just imagining you driving out and the thoughts and the stuff that's going on. What kind of car were you driving? Nissan Altima. Mm. And did, were you staying at hotels or were you sleeping in the car? Uh, no, I stayed in hotels. Okay. <clears throat> and on the, on the ride back, I did the ride back in two and a half days. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was just like, uh, uh, I wanted to put as much distance between me and that mistake as much as, I, you know, mm-hmm. as fast as I could. So I just, I did Texas in a day. Yeah, oh, I I I yeah. I I used to drive back and forth uh, for my my old job, and and I, I yeah, three days old. is my ma- my max. Three days. Texas is a killer. Yeah, because when you oh, when you get in like God. El Paso and you just see it's like nine ninety eight, you're like I've got to go all the way to zero. Oh, yeah, 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 it's oh. that's the longest state in the world. It Jeez. is. It absolutely is. But I mean, do you do do you agree, or am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Like, could you write a book about that experience? Nah, no, it wasn't that. I mean, it was it was hotel hotel. Here, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Hotel, hotel, home. I mean, did you hit <sighs> open mics when you got to LA? Did you? No. I, uh, you didn't do any stand up at 23 here? No. 
Bummer. Well, three days, you, you kind of got to get your clothes washed. you're having washed. a massive panic attack. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I just was like, this is not something, this wasn't a mountain I could climb yet. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was ready, and I'm glad, because I think when you come here, and it's like poker, if you show your hand too early, you know? I went to hands last night with a dealer through, uh, showing my top card on accident. Where? Well, it was my buddy's house. He's, oh, okay. He's, Last night was a game. Yeah, he threw it into the, both times, it was a queen and an ace. I'm like, guess what, everybody? I got a queen and an ace, which actually helped because then they knew I wasn't bluffing. You're going to fold some people out, yeah. Yeah, because well, they, they knew I had at least a queen, but sometimes I'd, I'd fold nothing. I'd have I'd have queen three. Yeah. And then uh, something would come on the board and I'm like, oh, but I still got that queen. <laughs> you know it is. Uh But yeah, I just, I thought that was the right decision. But I, I mean, yeah, be, and it must have been because, well, it is. And are you a believer in that all that whole idea of like wherever you are, that's where you're supposed to be? I guess. You guess or you do or I you don't. don't? I don't know. It's uh... because okay, so we started a conversation. Yeah, I'm going off to do a movie. <laughs> I'm going on the road for four weeks. You know, I've done seventy thousand hours. I mean, things are very different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's only a few years really down no, the road. No, no, for sure. It's, so it was uh... the right thing. Yeah, I mean, a decade separates that that guy from me right now. Yeah, so it was the right thing. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, just, you always need more preparation. But young people get, blo- like, you know, no, the, the message mean, is, is like, if you're freaking out about a decision in your life, you're freaking about something you're doing, I mean, also, it's you, probably the right thing that you're doing. I maybe could have gotten on TV in a couple of years, being out here. Uh, Back then, it was a recession. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But Hollywood uh, wasn't as geared the way it is now. I mean, for have been, having been here four days, I mean, I can't under, I couldn't even, it took me over a year to understand what this town was and like what the point is. And why no, I just, I, I was so strictly so... monetarily. And oh, I, and then I was okay. just like, okay, I can't. And I, the only way to live in LA is to survive. Yeah. If you are not, because I mean, especially like me being a straight white male in Hollywood, it's mm-hmm. going to be a longer road than it would be if I was someone different. That I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. But, like, here's the thing. I think about this all the time because it's not easy to pay rent in this town, but... <sighs> no, my rent's $1,300. Millions of people <clears throat> do it every month. But they're also... You know? Yeah, I know. But a lot of people aren't doing multiple jobs. Like, they're not doing multiple careers. That's the problem is, yeah, I could work 60 hours a week, but then what am I going to do? That was my thought. I was like, how mm-hmm. am I going to do... I was like, okay, so my savings is going to run out. Shoot, what am I going to do? If I, if I mean, if I'm working 70 hours a week, how am I going to perform? If I'm not going to perform, I'm not getting better. If I'm not getting better, why That's am right. I here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, okay. it, there's a financial reality too. Yeah, that. and you come here when you have something to sell. Mm-hmm. You don't come here without a product. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. And yeah. I knew it as soon as I got here. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize how big Olympus is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah. Right there at the bottom of Laurel Canyon and Sunset. That's an inside joke, Mount Olympus apartment buildings, ladies and gentlemen. Now, do you do you live in, in Hollywood now? I do live in Hollywood, yeah. I've, I've had the same apartment since I've moved here because... Rent control? A kind of yeah, the three percent allowed by law is all they raise it. Yeah. So it was like eleven seventy five when I moved here, and it's twelve ninety five now. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, in four yeah. years got up like one hundred twenty dollars. What what part of Hollywood? You don't have to be exact. Where you're... Found in Gower. Found in Gower. Come and hang out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> parking off street parking. There's yeah, no. I have my own spot. Oh, God, I have my okay. own spot, but there is plenty of street parking for friends that want to come over. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm so lonely. Uh, no, I'm not. I enjoy my solitude. <laughs> Uh, is it, I, another worse when you're like by people. yourself and you're like someone texts you want to do something tonight I don't really I'm in my underwear <laughs> at 7 o'clock I don't I've, I've sold out yeah <laughs> alright I, I folded this day when you're not doing stand up and you're in LA and you do go out and socialize where do you go comedy clubs no kidding that's where my friends are at 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a you know, don't go to the the drinking bar. Go where you know. Go where you fit in. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Go where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't drink. You don't. Not really. No. It's very seldom. I drank because oh. it was a country concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I walked up uh, and Cole was like, "You gonna drink?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll drink. I'll drink." Sure. And then one drink turns into yeah. Two and two turns into Jack in the Box. <laughs> Throwing up on your girlfriend. My favorite line ever, my grandpa Waterman, my buddy Pat Conley and I were sitting in the breezeway of the garage and, and we were about 18 back in, the, back in the day and my grandfather came out and offered us a beer, not knowing that we drank before, so we thought it might be it's going to be a setup or whatever, but grandpa gave us each a Budweiser. We finished it and then he comes out later and says, he had throat cancer at that time. He's like, you guys want another beer? And Pat and I look at each other like, oh, what's the right answer here? Because, you know, grandpa's giving us, and my grandfather looks at us and says, you can't fly on one wing. <laughs> <laughs> From there, it was nothing but jack in the box. Downhill uh, all the way. Yeah, yeah. So you don't drink, but you do smoke the weed. Yeah, like big, the weed. big fan. Is it legal now or is it January, January 1st? January, it will be completely legal, and then I will, I mean, it's completely, the cops aren't bugging you now about it. No, nah, they haven't for five years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just don't see a point in it. I know. What point is there? Like, yeah. how about the fact that Denver is like gave a refund to its citizens because they got overtaxed, they overtaxed the marijuana. It's like, you know, we can do that everywhere else, too. It's mm-hmm. making so much money. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't understand. Like, oh, but it's going to invite a criminal element. No, it's not. It's going to get corporatized like every single thing else in this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere that Philip Morris has a thing full of seeds, like a, like a literally... A warehouse full of marijuana seeds. Do you think the tobacco industry is not going to jump on top of the marijuana industry? Oh, we can be legal drug dealers now. Was it the was it Philip Morris that also had the the seeds for every plant ever, and they buried they like froze them somewhere in <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's the uh, the seed bank up in yeah. Antarctica, I think. Uh, I think yeah, somewhere in the Viking country, and then it melted because of global warming. Oh no, mm-hmm. serves us right. We don't have any more seeds left. We do. They're not just all pot plants. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me you didn't bring any wheat or corn? No, nah, but I got sensimia. I got sativa. I got indica. I got all our thing, man. We're good. Nah, we How are we going to eat? I still- <laughs> I feel like a child. I still get my weed from my mother. Is that terrible? Nah. She gives it to me for free. She's like, are you okay? Are you sleeping? Here, take some. Oh, my God. I want to meet your mom. Mm-hmm. I know most people do. <laughs> want to get her higher than steal her stack. I know. She's always like, you want to smoke? <gasps> and you want to have cookies? Let's go. <laughs> like, Let's do it. She's great. All right. Song number five. <laughs> I saw the show at the Arroyo this summer. Bookend it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that song's amazing. Yep. Two reasons. One, I love the reference to good old 441. I've lived on that road. It's a highway. It's 13th Street in Gainesville. Nice, All nice, right. nice. Yeah. And then also there's a, there's a really great line where he says, uh, oh, fudge, I'm going to screw it up. Uh, and America. 
something so close, but something so out of reach. Uh-huh. And I thought it was a great metaphor for LA because you live in a city, and yet there's some people that are so far away from the next step in their career. They're, you know, the the height of their career. It's it's very it just it, every time I hear it, it just remind it, it comes right back to me. It's been very career centric for you this episode. Yeah, because I mean, most of the time I'm in my car listening to music, going to a gig. Mm-hmm. One track mind. Have you ever been in love? Yeah. Are you in love now? Yeah. I think so. I love my girlfriend. She's great. Oh, you do you, you have a girlfriend? I do. Oh, really? I do. Does she, she help pay the rent? We don't live together. That's amazing. That so, is amazing. So yeah, no, we don't. I pay my own rent. Good. She lives with her parents. She's still in college. So okay. She's uh, a veterinary tech student how'd in training. Guys, how'd you guys meet? Twitter. What? Twitter is amazing. It can be. It's what? not just for creeps. So what happened? Did you find her? <laughs> Did she find you, or what? She was like, oh my God, you're so funny. She did find, uh, I think I started following Cristela Alonza and she was following Cristela Alonza as well. And then I, I think she noticed me following her and started following me. And then I <clears throat> was like, hey, oh, you live in Sherman Oaks? Because she lists on her, I was like, I do shows a lot. You know, we just started chatting and then just turned into, let's get lunch sometime. And lunch turned into. <laughs> I was going to say roses, but she likes daisies. How long have you guys been dating? A little over a year. Nice. Nice. Very good. That's a long time in LA standard. It's because she's not a comedian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The secret to life. I Mm -hmm. think you've just. Man, I clock out. I don't want to just constantly. I mean, because it's nice. She'll like, she enjoys comedy as much as I do, but she's not in the business. So there's just, you know. There's no competition. There's no. There's, there's never competition. You could date a comedian. You know, my career is my career, and your career is your career. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. You know, but she's great. Good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Congrats. Yes. What an. Well, this is a tight mix. Now, if we were a show that had sponsors and we were hooked up with the record industry, then we'd go ahead and say, "You want Chris's five mix? We'll send you a T-shirt and a cup <laughs> along with it. I bet we'd sell a bunch of these." <laughs> yeah, that was a really nice. That's a really mix. good one. Really I'm glad. Good. So we've got to do a game. We're gonna go. I'm a little oh, pressure time, but yeah. we'll do a game. We'll we'll fly through it. Okay. Deet 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 deet. It's time now for band name or bar name. Geez, I'm doing the intro here all of a sudden. Yeah, usually, okay. Yeah. Now, Chris, band name or bar name is uh, exactly what the uh, title makes it out to be. I'm going to read you. Uh, I've done research all week. Last week's guest uh, gave us the hometown of Savannah, Georgia. And I researched Savannah, Georgia, looking for all different. Oh, kinds of you picked a southern city with a southern, southern man. city. Yeah. I've done comedy. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give you and Maggie a, a little bit of a clue, and I'll do it in, in, in this fashion. So you can I don't think know the hard. names. Yeah, Maggie don't. don't know either. Okay. So we're in Atlanta, and I'm gonna say to you guys, you want to go? Uh, Wait, Atlanta or Savannah? Savannah. My bad. Savannah. You want to go to the wormhole and listen to Equinox, or do you want to go to Equinox and listen to? The wormhole. Which one is the bar name? Which one is the band name? Equinox is the bar. Yeah, Equinox or... is the bar. Wormhole is the band. No way. I'm saying wormhole is totally the bar. Tequila reference. Okay. Oh wow! I didn't even think about that. Well, we'll go to the wormhole because it's a dive bar. Yeah, I got one! The first one she's got right in <laughs> weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Maggie's back on track. It's a dive bar one night. And a classy venue the next. Great spot if you're not up for the hassles and headaches of Congress Street. I don't know what that means, but apparently Congress Street's where all the cool people go. 2307 Bull Street, Savannah, <laughs> Georgia, 31401. That's the so wormhole. Funny. So go check it out. Have a good time. And please, don't feel it all put out. 
um, <clears throat> by uh, any uncomfortable feelings. Um, now, my iPhone is not being very pleasant. The Equinox actually dropped the last name of the Equinox. It's an orchestra. The Equinox oh. Orchestra. And they do weddings, they do bar mitzvahs, and they do live concert venues twice a year um, outside in oh. the park. So that was our version of Say Bad Neighbor Say that again, Chris. What do you think? I said it was a muddied win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, Savannah's actually their new home, uh, the fabulous Equinox Orchestra, direct from their new home in Savannah, Georgia. The Lifelong fabulous. best friends of Louisiana natives Jeremy Davis and Clay Johnson are proud to present the fabulous Equinox Orchestra. That's so fun. Upcoming dates. There are no details, but there will be some upcoming <laughs> dates. Thank you for playing bar name or band name. Now, what we need Thank from you, you. Chris, is uh, for our next week's guest, send us anywhere in the world that you'd like. Just pick a place, and David will research it for next week's guest. <laughs> anywhere in the world. Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana. I want to ask why, but I like that it's so random. Uh, that's where I won the Big Sky Comedy Festival. Oh, oh nice. you got to sometimes drag it out of this kid here. Mm-hmm. The, the, really? Mm. Yeah. It's in Billings, Montana. It's going on right now. And you're not there. I'm not. I don't want to but you won. You yeah, won it, won. so it's fine. fine. I've done, yeah, I've done my part. I've done my thing. No, I also was shooting something for another small feature film mm-hmm. earlier this week that kind of kept me from going. Mm-hmm. So, Got it. All right. And, yeah. Um, guilty pleasure. What you got? What Movies. You, which one? Is there one that you could watch on repeat? Yeah, Goodfellas. Mm. I was hoping you'd say Titanic. No. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, da 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 da. Oh, man, I, that scene, I, I I happened upon that at a video store, and I was so I was in my career was pretty heavy, so I wasn't going to a lot of movies. I was working a lot. Jeez, that's a great first scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kidding. The movie's amazing. All right, thinking very hard. We would love to hear the story of your very first concert. I was like twelve. It was my birthday. <clears throat> I had a fever. My mom took me to see Garth Brooks. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. It all comes home to roost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were your parents separated at that time? Yeah, they were. My mom got the tickets. She stood in line for the tickets for my birthday, like did all the things, and I just happened to get the flu. It's your birthday, but yeah. we're going to my favorite concert. No, I like Garth Brooks at the time. Okay. Uh, there was nothing around. Yeah, I was I was excited to see anyone else was to go see him live. Mm-hmm. And it was just a lot of fun, but I was sick. I just popped myself full of medicine to get me through the concert, and they... It, the uh, the adrenaline of the performance got me, and this was like I like, shut down in the car. Oh, you know, yeah. Did your mom have a good time? Yeah, we all had a great time. Did you talk, do you guys talk about that at like Thanksgiving? Like, remember when you were sick? No, it's not like you like puked <laughs> everywhere. No, my mom. We don't do. We don't that's reminisce a, a lot as a family. I don't that's know why. cute that you went with your mom. And I think my brother. I'm trying to remember now. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Before we let you go, okay. you guys are great. We need to know what is your corner of the internet. <clears> so if fans want to know more and keep up with you, where do they find you? Check out tour dates and other fun stuff at www.chriscopecomedy.com. Twitter is at chriscopecomedy, and Instagram, you guessed it, at chriscopecomedy. Branding. Cope spelled C O P E. Like dope. That's right. Okay. <laughs> That's how we cope. Dope. You're Chris no, Cope. I'm all full of hope. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. Yeah, you guys are great. Thanks for being flexible with me today. Yeah. I love y'all.